KPFK Rebel Alliance News, Los Angeles. Motion led by L.A. County Supervisor Janice Hahn last month proclaims the month of April as Autism Awareness and Acceptance Month throughout L.A. County. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, one in 44 children in 2021 is diagnosed with Autism Spectrum Disorder, ASD. In California, the statistic is even narrower at 1 in 26 children. Chances are many of us may know and love someone with ASD and other special needs. Individuals with ASD are each unique and have a range of challenges, including social and communication, such as nonverbal and limited verbal skills. Joining the effort in promoting autism awareness is Kathy Sutton, founder and executive director of SURF, Sensory Integration Education and Resource Foundation. Sutton explains the range of challenges and shares her personal experience with autism spectrum disorder in her family. Well, there's so many different variations of autism. It can go anywhere from mild to just severe. So, it, you know, and what people need to understand that having autism is not picnic in the park for any parents or anyone or caregivers that have to take care of these individuals. And what they need to understand is that there is certain certain treatment out for them and certain, you know, remedies for them and things and things of that nature that can help them along. And autism is just really the spectrum of autism has seems, seems to have a touch of sensory issues because sometimes when the sensory issue kicks in into autism, it could start, you know, it could cause so many different things in a particular person. And it's so many different things that go on when they hit this sensory peak. So what do you mean sensory peak? Well, what happens is to give me an example, say if somebody can't stand a certain pitch of sound and that pitch it becomes you know uh they're aware of that pitch is there and it's continuous and everything so what happens is they try to do everything to kind of get 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 away from it and get that pitch out of their you know their area and sometimes it can cause them head banging you know kicking feet banging and just you know, behavior that a lot of people, you know, are not used to, but they could have basically a meltdown. People who are not familiar with autism, what should we know and what should we be doing? Well, it all depends. It all depends because there is not one particular solution or one particular, you know, type of uh, a type of behavior because there's some kids that have autism and some of them, you know, some of them are really functionable and that's when they get into the Asperger's syndrome. So it can go from Asperger to severe autism and therefore it's like a lot of stuff in between. So it's, you know, it's basically hard to like put your finger on this and put your finger on that and really, you know, understand because there's so many different type of behaviors that comes with it. So just like I said, each child is different, but you know, you can't use the same method 
method on every single child that supposedly have this behavior and have this diagnosis because each one of them are completely different. Heard you say that you have a son that has been diagnosed with autism. So tell us that story. Oh, well, what happened was I had my second child. And when I was eight weeks pregnant, he was diagnosed as having Down syndrome. And so they, you know, they try to give you the whole routine or the whole counseling method. You know, he may not be able to walk. He may not be able to run. He may not be able to talk. He may, you know, they give you the worst possible scenario of what happens to this child. And, you know, I thought about it and, you know, they were encouraged me to, you know, they encouraged me to abort and things of that nature. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I'm not, I don't think I'm ready to do that. And on his, when they would give uh, the ultrasounds and showing him in the wound, he was, uh, he was a busy body. He was all over the place. And I was like, no, he's too active. Happened. It puts you in such a space where you are just so devastated because you're like, why me? Why did this end up, you know, being me? I picked up the phone and I called the Down Syndrome Society and I talked to somebody there and I said, they gave me the worst possible case that it could be. And she told me, she said that, you know, to have those worst possible cases is not common. You know, it's either mild to moderate, but, you know, it's only a few cases that can be really severe. So I was like, okay. So I went along with the pregnancy and everything. And then he was born and he was such an angel. As time went on, he was not, you know, he was so active that I was wondering, I said, okay, something else is going on here. And I don't know what it is, but they're normally not, you know, normally they're not very active. They're very calm. They're very subdued. But then this is not every case. So because of his activity, I was like, okay, something else is going on here. And nobody, nobody knew what it was. And finally, I get it finally because me being uh, working in a law firm, I just dug and dug and dug and dug and dug until I found out. And what I found out, uh, his other diagnosis was sensory processing disorder. And once we start getting occupational therapy for him and to kind of help him be able to maintain when his senses would escalate and try to, you know, have methods where he can calm down without just totally getting out of control. Later on, they are the different diagnoses that are going on. They, you know, they have them today, but at that time they did not have them. So later on, I found a clinic that specializes in this. And it was the Ayers Clinic over in Torrance, California. And Gene Ayers had found out the kids had sensory processing disorder. And with the sensory processing disorder, sometimes it can act like, you know, it can act like autism. And, you know, and and sometimes it happens in, uh, in other disorders. So sometimes the kid may have one disorder and sometimes he'll have dual prognosis or disorders started to get therapy over there. I didn't think he would ever be potty trained. After, you know, therapy for a few months and stuff, he started being, he was potty trained. And I was like, wow. So I was like, it's something to this. So what I did is I got more involved in the organization to really learn more about this. And when I started learning about this, I was like, totally wow. A couple of people told me that it looks like he, not only does he have sensory, because most children 
with Down syndrome and autism, sensory is the, you know, can be another component of it. But something else was going on because he was way too active. You know, eventually I had him re-diagnosed and they diagnosed him as having autism on top of it all. But now you would not believe that was the same young child that I had now that he's, he's an adult now. He's 28 years old and he's staying in a home with three other guys and he loves it to death. He has his independence and he's able to do things. But he doesn't, he's not verbalizing yet, but he understands everything you say. If you give him a command or give him something to do, he'll go right and do it and he'll know what he's doing. But as far he'll now he'll may say how how are you or hi or bye or you know just simplistic things. So so we accept that we basically accept that. So what what we do to communicate? We tell him you know we'll say to him certain things, and he'll either agree or disagree. So long story short, a clinic that or the organization that I was depending on. I decided to just go there and volunteer my time and work there to find out more. Then after a while, the organization shut down and I'm like, okay, so where is all these people going to go at this point? So myself and two other therapists got together and we started it back in 2005. Tell us how we can find SURF. Well, we're on the internet at surf.org, S-I-E-R-F.org. We're always having events. So we have like a toy giveaway during in the December. And in August, we have a back to school giveaway so the kids can get their backpacks and school supplies and start school in September. One thing I think is the most important thing is to find out what your child's interest is. If they're interested in music, please let them listen to music. If they're interested in some other things, let them do it. Because what you want to do, you want them to build the strength that they have and something that they're good at. And that helps them along, you know, the whole path of it. What word of advice would you give parents who just have a child who just been recently diagnosed? It's not the end of the world. But if they're lacking in one area, they excel so they excel in another area. So you never know what their talent will be. Once they get enthusiastic about something, they become really great at it. If anybody's seeing this and they need some advice or what have you, they can email us. They can also call us. Our number is 310-502-0452. And, you know, if nobody's there to pick up the call, leave a message. We will always get back to you because we're always on the ground working. I'm Angela Birdsong with More Than a Sparrow Productions, reporting for KPFK News. KPFK Rebel Alliance News, Los Angeles.